featuring St. Pete, hosted by the one and only St. Pete is Super Cool. As always, this is Sudabe, and today I am with another local artist who goes by CoStar Customs. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's really exciting, honestly, doing something like this. I've never uh, had an opportunity like this, so it's cool. Yeah, of course. today oh super chill it's it's been a, a really relaxing morning uh, I got to go ahead and just take it easy which you know being an artist you kind of get that luxury you don't have to worry about uh, punching a clock in a nine-to-five uh, so I want to say that's definitely one of the big perks of doing what I'm doing right now I know oh my gosh I love it when I could just turn off my alarm clocks and just like chill and not have to like really worry about anything yeah yeah i mean don't get me wrong i i, I definitely need that structure and schedule because if i don't do if, if i if i don't have some sort of structure i definitely get off the rails real quick but <laughs> like you know that squirrel you know you go the other yes. way but like uh, other than that you know it is nice not to have to set a rigid rigid time clock i kind of set my own schedule and go from there so it's it's nice do you feel like that's better for you as an artist and a creative to have like that semi-structured um, schedule to where you can kind of like go with the flow but you, you can set your own structure yeah I, I kind of I so I kind of it's I want to say it's loosely structured for me because you know sometimes as an artist like if you go ahead and try and force it, it it doesn't really work so much like you might have a deadline you're like oh I really need to go ahead and make this but you try and force it it's like it's not gonna come out the right way so if I can come back to it like two hours later mm -hmm. I'll come back to it two hours later so I kind of set just goals for what I need to achieve for the day and don't necessarily put a time on it unless there's a necessarily a timeline so that mm -hmm. way I don't feel that pressure so there's not you know as much uh, of that in the way for me yeah of course um, I feel like I mean for myself like I I'm kind of the same way I don't like anything too too structured because then if something has to like bend or move along I freak out right um, but also like I like to be able to set it aside and come back to it. Right. Now, there's certain things I definitely want a certain way throughout the day. I need those I need a lot of things outside of my art things to be structured, so that way I can keep my art a little bit looser, mm -hmm. so to speak. Uh, but as long as I have those things kind of lined up, it's, it's easy for me. And if, if I do, re I've, I've really kind of learned a lot this in this last, like, uh, eight months of doing this that where if I'm not working on one thing, if I'm really having a block with something, just put that to the side and come back to it and work yeah. on something else. And, like, where before I used to let that get in my way and I wouldn't get nothing done, now I can come back to it and be like, oh, okay, I can relook at it in a different perspective. Sometimes just walking away from it is the best thing you can do, honestly. The best tactic, the best advice. So then, did you always want to be an artist? Has this always been the dream and goal? Uh, well, you know, it's, it's, I kind of always wanted to be an artist, but it, when I was younger, I definitely I was into dinosaurs, so I wanted to be, I wanted to do like science oh. and stuff like that. I was really leaning towards science, uh, you know, because all my, my entire family is very creative, artistic. Uh, in fact, my aunt June, she worked for. Uh, Barry Windsor Smith, who did the original Conan comics, she did lettering for him up there, oh, up in New York and stuff okay. like that. So, uh, I come from a creative background, but at the same time, uh, it was always kind of told that art really wasn't a way you can necessarily make money. So you better lean towards something more practical, like science. And you know, I was in I was in alligators and reptiles and dinosaurs oh. and all that stuff. So I was just like, yeah, that was what I leaned towards. Yeah. You know, uh, and but as I as I grow, like even science, it like you know, I was into it. I didn't see myself going to school. I didn't have the money to go for science you know you know to go to like a real school to go ahead and uh, afford you know classes like like ufc or or usf or any of those schools mm -hmm. any of the big schools you know for for science and medicine or anything like that so it's just kind of even that was on the back burner 
well that explains your art a little bit because like you have very like you know you have the gators and like, yeah. you have you know the, like that really does kind of explain uh <laughs> your art just a little bit because like you're kind of like pulling like all the things you loved about science yeah just yeah putting it into your art for sure well thank you for picking up on that yeah you know at, at one point too um uh, it, not that long ago, when about like 2004, I was actually almost like an alligator wrestler at one point. That was a, one big dream I had. I had I had a chance to go out in front of us at a gator land, but this was like when gas was really crazy priced. Um, it was like you know like it was not, not too long ago. Yeah. It was like five bucks a gallon, and I couldn't afford. I was living in Spring Hill, so I couldn't have lived. Oh, I couldn't no. afford to drive yeah. from Spring Hill to Orlando, and for just an apprenticeship. And I was already working as a tattoo apprentice at the time, trying to work in breaking an art, and also working a full time job uh, cooking in restaurants. So it was like. It wasn't practical. Oh, that was too much. That would have been so funny, though. Like, oh, right? you know, Like, oh, yeah, I was, like, I attempted to be an alligator wrestler. Yeah. That's not something that people, like, really say right. a lot. Like, I don't know any. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like, I was, like, it's me, too. Like, I love Steve Irwin and that. He was a huge idol for me. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, I was, like, thinking to myself, kids in Brazil and, like, South America, that's, like, a rite of passage for them growing up. It's, you know, things like that. It's, like, capture some of these big beasts. Like, if a kid that's, like, you know... 60 pounds wet in the jungle can do that like mm-hmm. I should be able to do that at <laughs> pushing almost 300 pounds you know so yeah that was something I, I, I thought I'd want to do uh, for the it's for the best I didn't though I get to go ahead and paint I have all my fingers yeah so you know whatever <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure your family too is uh, happy you didn't go into alligator wrestling yeah probably yeah 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 I feel you so then how you've been painting pretty much your entire life then yeah you've yeah. always been creative yeah, I've tried to be. I've dabbled in a little bit of everything, but painting, painting and drawing was probably the, the most thing I used. Uh, I didn't really paint until probably, I mean, I did it in school, but I didn't really paint until like 2008, 2009. I was mostly just like pen and pencil type thing, but I didn't really paint uh, until 2008, 2009. And, uh, and that was a big game changer for me, honestly. Yeah. Did you, um, is like, would you say acrylics is your main go-to yes. for art styles? Like acrylics, and I know I know you do a lot of digital art as well. Yeah, I just started digital um, as of December of this okay. past year. I, I never touched digital before that. You know, I was aware of it, but never really hands-on with it, ever did anything like that. Um, but yeah, acrylic is my go-to. I, I, I love oil painting. I think that's okay. awesome. But like, I don't have the patience for it. I think it's awesome. I just respect, I like seeing other people do it, and it's not for me. I'll literally let people paint it all day long. I think it's really cool, but I'm not patient enough for it. I, like, hear so many artists I've talked to, they say that. They're like, I love oil painting, but I just don't have the patience for it. Right. And I'm like, I wonder if that's just, like, a St. Pete thing. I wonder if, like, we are so used to, like, this intense heat that it kind of does, like, make us all impatient. Um, and that could be. I don't know. I, I've been told, too, there's techniques like, oh, if you put it on thinner, you know, there's attitudes you can have in that's great and all, but honestly, I'm not patient enough for that. I just want to yeah. go ahead and pour the paint out and just start doing my thing. I, well, your stuff is so detailed, and, like, you really oh, do you. pack a lot into, like, one painting, no matter how small or big it is. I imagine, because of that, uh, oil painting, having to wait for each little section to dry would be like, okay, I need this, like, done soon. Like, can yeah. you hurry up? Uh, with the way it blends though it's so beautiful so like i got mad respect for it just it's it's just not for me so i'll just appreciate everyone else doing their thing and uh you know yeah do my thing i love uh, aurelius he like will take like old oil paintings that he finds at thrift stores and he'll sometimes just like cover them with bobs yes. and i'm just like i love this yes there's uh yeah who uh who else does that too um vander down at um 
Pinellas Arts Village. Okay, Vanderloop, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he does really rad. Uh, I, I love the stuff he does with those paintings, too. I, I think that's really cool. Actually, I was inspired by a lot of that. I found a really cool old painting recently. It looks, it's like a village on the top of a forest, or I mean, on top of like a cliff, and it's got like water down. And I've really been thinking about painting Cookie Monster coming into it, yes. just, you know, attacking the village. Oh my god, yes. yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I think that'd be really cool, just out, out of the box. And I don't do a whole lot of like really like pop figures. I'll try and incorporate some of that into my stuff, but like I don't normally do like, you know, like oh this is SpongeBob or this is you know, uh -huh. or like, uh, although I do like a lot of pop uh, pop mm -hmm. art and like big characters and stuff like that. I kind of want to start doing some of that, but like uh, it's really not necessarily my lane either though. So I don't want to go too much into that. You know what I mean? What would you say like is kind of like your thing that you really like to paint? Like I said, we see a lot of like alligators and reptiles from you. You just did like the bananas, those, yeah. those banana guys. Uh, yeah, I'm so. So what is what is co-stars lane? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I want to say more. I definitely, definitely like doing animals and painting animals and food a lot. I think that's probably my biggest thing. Anything I can go ahead and throw something weird into, anything I can incorporate a pun into, a wordplay, okay. I'm down for that. Honestly, that's probably my biggest thing. And I, I know faces and, and uh, definitely are not my strong point. I used to do like a lot of comic books and stuff like that, comic book art when I was growing up. That was a big influence for me. Uh, that's probably why you see like a lot of the heavy bold lines illustrated, like the hash work. Uh, right now though, I've, I've noticed that like, and I look back at some of my old works that I've found recently, all my characters had like hoods on or masks on. You never saw like a real face because okay. fa <laughs> faces are definitely not my thing. I respect anyone that can do photorealism, that can do faces, portraits, because yeah, faces are definitely not my thing. Unless you want it really abstract and not like normal looking, then, I like then I'm that, your guy. Though. Yeah, because I feel like we do have a lot of artists where faces are their things. Yeah. Like portraits, like they can just pour out these just amazing, beautiful portraits. Yeah. But like, I like people who can get like funky with something. Yeah. Like you take Tupac, but his face is not like realistic to what Tupac looked like. Yeah, you and know? I like people that can stretch those boundaries and can do those characters and make it look different like that too. And because like I'm trying to do that, um, I'm gonna try and work on it a little bit more because I really like to get into some of that. But um, I have mad respect for people that can go ahead and put that twist yeah. on too because it's just so super cool. I feel like sometimes when I do it, it looks too forced. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So so uh, definitely animals, reptiles. That's more my lane. Yeah. But the an the science stuff. You love the science stuff. I do, yeah. I'm definitely a big nerd, for sure. So then, I guess, like, what would you say faces is, like, the hardest part for you on the technical side of being an yeah. artist? Yeah, that, that, and you know what? Don't ever ask me to draw a horse. <laughs> okay. So, so, so about a horse, I don't know. Uh, like, I could do, make a horse skeleton, but, if you like, if you had a gun to my head and you said, hey, you really get to live, you draw a horse, draw me a horse. I'm oh, like, yo, you, you just better, <laughs> you better do it now. Yeah. I, well, I saw you just did a, a bat. I was strolling through the Instagram and yeah. you had a purple bat on there. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, so that was, uh, I've always wanted to do a bat skeleton and that was, originally was just an abstract piece. I put a bunch of canvases down on the ground, I threw a bunch of paint across it and I figured I'd just look at each one of them and figure out which one I, what I wanted to do on each one of them. Oh. And I'd already wanted, always wanted to do a bat, but I was like, it was so many weird colors on there. I didn't want to just do a regular bat. So I was like, I'll do it turquoise and kind of make it look see-through, but like, yeah, and just went with it. And then the, uh, all the, like the glitter and polka dots in the background was just kind of an afterthought, but it kind of really brought it all together. Yeah, as no, crazy it as really it is, did. Uh, yeah. and that whole thing is blacklight reactive too, which is something I didn't. Uh, I just kind of started playing with a little bit. I don't want to have it too much in my work, but it's a nice little uh, extra bonus. It is. Uh, that stuff is very cool, but it's also in a sense very hard because if people don't have like say a blacklight at home already, it's just kind of like you don't get the full effect, like cool effect of that painting. Right, right. You know, you have to like kind of buy a black light. 
Yeah, I, I, but it's super, super cool, though. I, there's a lot of really rad artists that go ahead and bring that and incorporate a lot of that in their oh, work. Yeah. And um, it, it's something I kind of just stumbled into playing around, just experimenting this past eight months or so. And uh, it's definitely a nice, it's a nice little bonus, yeah. Yeah, we ended up getting a, a black light for that reason. So we're those crazy people who are like, oh, we're just going to buy a black light. <laughs> so then you really jumped in and onto the scene, and then you're just kind of like everywhere. Well, you're displaying a lot yeah yeah it's uh thank you and i'm thankful for that it's it's really wild how this all happened this past year so i i tried doing art like uh, so back in 2008 2009 i started painting uh, really trying to put my name out there and i was up in like hernando brooksville area and it was okay. really hard to break into that scene it was mm -hmm. very closed door um not a whole lot of people you know you were competition for everybody else no one yeah. wanted to help each other and that's so the opposite here for st mm -hmm. pete which i'm so thankful for like the community's really embraced me uh, my first uh, submission was this year um, in January, uh, House of Shadows. I went ahead and submitted okay. to the, the Androgyny show, uh, one a mannequin that I went ahead and painted. Nice. And um, I got in. I just was like, I was just like, it was one of those things. I was in between going from stepping out of a management position because I worked in restaurants uh, all the way up until this last year. Okay. Uh, and it was so stressful, especially after COVID hit stuff. Uh. All that it was nasty. I've had people people want to fight me over a hamburger. I was like, listen. I'll, I'll pay for your food. It's no, it's no money out of my pocket. Just don't yeah. be rude to me. You know what yeah, I mean? It's exactly. not worth that. It's like, like, it's a hamburger, bro. Like, yeah, it was like I was like, I'll literally buy your entire meal, your family's meal. Just be cool with me. Be yeah. cool on my server. Be cool with me, and like, there's no problem. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, it, was, it was really kind of wild, just stepping into trying to do submit for art, and I did it, and I got in, and then that's kind of uh, unfolded into other show. That's I started showing at Five Deuces, and then uh, Stephanie at Populum went ahead and yeah. reached out to me, and. Um, I started working with other people. I started working with um, Joe Neverdead. I started working with a bunch of other artists recently. Um, and it's been going from there. I've had some other people like um, Luke Heath. He's went and got me into some places around, mm -hmm. you know, showing it like the Half-Baked Potato yep. and stuff like that with, with you over there. So, um, yeah, it's it's wild how it's kind of all evolved. I didn't expect it. Um, and I'm so thankful for it because I never thought it would have happened. If you would ask me two or three years ago, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm going to be an Outback manager forever. I'm going to be a yeah. cook forever. Like, yeah. it was terrible. You know, I, I mean, it paid the bills, but it was stressful. I barely saw my family. I saw everybody at my job more than I ever saw my wife and yeah. my family. And, like, yeah. You don't realize it, how much that eats your time. Yeah, yeah. And I almost, and it, I had a really close near-death experience um, about a year ago. We were in a really bad car accident coming back from my wife's grandfather's funeral, coming back from Minnesota. We were driving back in, through Georgia. And we were in the, the passenger side lane, and a slow lane. We were doing 70, and this car came off off the side of the road and hit us from the side, spun us around. It was like Final Destination style. There was this big semi coming down, barreling at us. Oh, we were no. we, we were literally we were facing it head on while it was coming at us. But then, just by, by the way she spun the wheel, we were able to spin out uh, the way to the last second. And like, we were off the side of the road. You know, the car was totaled, but we were fine. Just minimal injuries. We were able to walk away from it. And same thing with the other guy. But like. After that life-changing moment, I was like, I had to put my foot down after, yeah. after getting shit on so much at work. I was just like, yeah, no, no way. I'm like, I'm not gonna keep getting shit on at work. So, I stepped away. From, I stepped down from being a manager, and then uh, went into like a little mom and pop bakery and stuff like that. And okay. then uh, it just ended up where the mom and pop bakery I, uh, was didn't work out either for me. They ended up firing me on my day off, which is which is fucked up what? too. What? That's messed up. Yeah, it was like it was like Fridays. Yeah, so it was it was funny. I, I always worked Monday through Thursday, right? Uh -huh. You know, and then. Uh, I went in on my day off, you know, like I'd always, or I'm sorry, I went in on Monday like I'd always normally did. Uh-huh. And uh, they're like, oh, it's so weird, you're not on the schedule today. Uh, like, why are you here? I was like, I always work Mondays, you know what I mean? Nothing had changed. And then, you know, like, worked five hours, and all of a sudden somebody came over and was like, oh, 
hey, by the way, someone should have told you on Friday you were fired. I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't even work on Friday. Yeah, so, uh, someone you... so, you know, it was for the best. At that point, my wife's like, listen, you know, you're, you're showing art. You're doing well. Just go ahead and roll with it. Like, I support you. And because I have a really strong wife, my wife Callie, she's awesome. If I didn't have her in my life, I wouldn't be doing this full time, honestly. Like, I have the support of so many people in the community. So, I'm thankful for all the love and support that they've given me or else I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, it's crazy how the universe will sometimes put you on the direction it wants you to be on, but sometimes the way that they do it is very traumatic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I didn't think that would lead into doing art. I just figured, uh, oh, geez, you know, I'm going to have to go back to work. You know, and my boss literally had me just come in. I called him at the accident. I was like, hey, man, I'm on the side of the road in Georgia. Um, I was just in a bad accident. Uh, I'm going to try and get home as soon as I can, but I might not be into work tomorrow. I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll see you when you get here. And just kind of like, not like, do you need to take time off? Or no, he's like, no. And, but, but, you know, at the end of the day, I was replaceable, just like anyone else at those yeah. jobs. And so, again, the, like you said, the universe steps in the path and just, you know, because I wouldn't have made that decision on my own. I wouldn't have. I would have been staying there. The universe like, listen, this is what you need to go do. Yeah. So this is what I'm doing. And I'm rolling with it. Do you feel like all of your relationships have, in a sense, like, gotten almost better when you are like doing your like true calling and what makes you happy yeah as weird as that is like you know i know it sounds like so hallmarky or like you know like a, like a, out of a mood but like it's that's true as soon as i started being true to myself and being you know doing what i really needed to do for myself things kind of aligned and it's really weird now i know that's not always the case for everybody uh but for me it's been happening and i'm just going to keep going with that like yeah. I, don't, I don't if it's you know if it's not broke don't fix it right yeah so, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's what I'm just kind of like doing it. So then I guess how many paintings have you in a sense sold since you've really kind of popped up into this scene? And how does it make you feel like each time you get a painting that's it's going home with someone else, you don't have to go pick it up? Oh man, that's amazing. Like, you know, especially when it, especially when the right person finds the right piece, that's even better. Sometimes it's not even about, at that point it's not even about the money. Seeing the person connect with that piece that's huge that's that's a big part of it that's i think that's part of the reason why most artists do what they do i mean they do it for themselves but in a sense like we're doing it in hopes that someone else is going to see that and it's going to resonate with them yeah. and that um they'll be the ones to take that home and that's when i've had that happen oh it's amazing you know and i haven't always been there for ones uh that have sold and like i'm just hoping they have that same connection but when i've got to see them like really get into it oh that's the best yeah you know what i mean muhammad on during his interview because I believe it was the octopus yeah. that he has. He did kind of go on a little tangent where he just was like, because, you know, I asked him about it. I was like, you know, oh, that's co-star. I love Mo. And Mo. he's just like, he's just like, dude, I had to have that piece. Like, he, he did. He told the story about how, like, he had to have that piece. He told me that, too. He stopped me outside the event. He's like, yo, man. He's like, I got to have that. He's like, you don't understand. I was like, dude, I'm like, and that's, it's funny. That was, I painted that a long time ago. That was a special piece to me. And I had, I hadn't showed it because I was looking for a frame. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I go and find a lot of recycled frames, upcycle frames, so that way they're not in landfills and stuff like that. And it's okay. like they add a lot of character to the paintings, too. And it, it's a lot less expensive for the artist, too. It's a win-win for whoever you're buying it from. Yeah. It's a win for us. Um, but, yeah, I hadn't shown that piece for a long time because I was waiting for the right frame. And um, so it was just like it was one of those things where he wasn't supposed to see it until that point because I didn't show it to anyone. I had that, I had that picture around for, like, seven years, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, so it was the first, or maybe it's less, give or take, whatever. Yeah. You know, I hadn't displayed it for that reason. I hadn't had found the frame, and then he um, really resonated with that piece, and he let me know about it. And that's, I'd ran across him before outside of uh, Coastal Creative mm -hmm. for the events, and um, I'd, I'd waited to go ahead and get his food before, and they'd always ran out, because I'm a vegetarian. They'd always ran out, and he had, he had the veggie tacos, and I was like, oh, man, I missed it. So 
uh, the first time I got to talk to him was when I tried that jackfruit taco and it was banging. He's like, oh, I'm like, dude, this is banging. He's like, oh my gosh, I know who you are. And he started talking to me about the painting and it was like, we kind of went from there and definitely, uh, now I'm a birria bro for life. Yeah. So. No, he, funny enough, my, I have old friends and they loved jackfruit. They were always cooking it and I hated it. I was like, oh, this stuff's disgusting. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how you eat this stuff. And the first time we met him was outside of MedMen. And he goes, thank you so much for helping me promote this thing. Like, come by. I'd love to meet you. I'll, I'll give you tacos. And I was like, okay. Like, you know, let's let's go. And he just offered us jackfruit. And, you know, like, he's Palestinian. I'm Persian. Yeah. You don't just really say no when someone offers you something right. culturally. And I was like, oh, God. Okay. I was like, well, I'll try it. Right, right. Completely changed my mind on jackfruit. Yeah, right. And I was like, this is actually, I liked it better than the other one he gave me, which I, I think was, it was some type of meat. Right. Um, and um, I was like, wow, this is like, completely changed my mind on the jackfruit. Yeah. Thing. I was like, oh, this is amazing. It's all about preparation. Yeah. I've, I've had jackfruit before and I was the same way. Like, I'd tried it because I'd heard such good things. And I was like, oh, I don't know. But, you know, game changer. The way yeah. he does it, the, the flavor that he brings to it, it's amazing. He so, yeah. cooks with a lot of love. Well, that's that's a huge component of it. Like, you, you can anyone can throw ingredients together. And, like, if you don't really give a shit about it, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it makes a difference. It really does. It does when you, when you care. I mean, okay, so since we're talking about Mohammed and the, the Brio brothers right yeah. now, um, you did a logo for them. And I saw the yeah. art battle and I was like, yo, this logo is. Oh, yeah, and that was, I was awesome. Like, Tell me your, like, about that and just like the inspiration behind that. Because, I mean, you really did with just a simple logo, like, encompass the essence of who he is and what his company is. Oh, well, thank you so much. And, and that was really awesome. That was like, I was really taken back in a, in a good way when you stopped me at the, at the battle and told me that. I was like, honestly, like that was one of those moments when you, when you, are, when, you know, someone sees your art and is like really connects with it. And you told me that, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, someone really understood and saw the logo and that's really cool. Um, that was awesome because, you know, he told me he was really into my painting and he talked to me about designing a logo. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'd be cool with doing that. And, um, I was really glad to get the chance to do it because I, you know, and I, I kept him in the loop the whole time. I would, I uh, made sure he was in the whole process. And I, I, I first asked him like, "What's most important to you?" You know, I mean, these really re these represent you. And he said, "You know, the colors I need to celebrate that yeah. Palestinian my heritage." And I'm like, well, "Let's make sure that's the focal point. Let's use those colors." You know, and um, he let me go ahead and just kind of have a lot of free reign with it. He he told me exactly what he wanted. And at first, we were kind of wanted to go Sugar Skull. Cause I know he loves skulls, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, everyone has a sugar skull. You know, that's cool. Yeah. I love sugar skulls myself, and that's kind of what got me into doing art back in 2009 was the designs, the bright colors. Like, I love that. I was like, but let's let's do something that really celebrates you and mm -hmm. stands out from you. And his idea was to have the cities and the eyes, and I thought that was awesome. That yeah. was really cool because then you know you had the Tampa part, you had the St. Pete part, and it just like, and that really celebrates who he is. He's he's between the bays, going ahead and bringing his flavor. He, he really is like the the odd tie between the two parts because he does he bounce back and forth forth between right. both and he is kind of that that tie you know the little, the little person in the center of the bridge is like come on guys yeah and it was really cool you know getting the chance to do that because i never got to design a logo and like uh for someone like that and then the fact that you know i got to learn so much about him and his culture and like i not only did i i get to design a logo for someone i gained a friend and family member in yeah. the process you know what i mean because yeah. mo's awesome people he's good energy positive and like i'm thankful to know him you know for that reasons and yeah uh, you know, like you said, the universe works in, in ways. Like, we were supposed to just connect that way. So, yep. um, uh, All over an octopus. Yeah, right? Yeah. Over an octopus. Cosmic beings, some people say, which, yeah, yeah they're pretty wild. I, I, I have to look up, like, kind of like the, um, in a sense, the symbolism of, you know, octopuses. Um, it's funny, it's like, what was it? 
and not last night but the night before i dreamt of like gators all freaking night long yeah. just alligators and I'm, i was like okay well let's like look those up like in dreams and they're um if i remember correctly they're very good symbols of like protection and like power oh really and i was like oh i was like okay cool that's cool yeah that's like, super cool i'm a good old florida girl you know i ain't scared of them gators yeah like, yeah yeah that's cool so uh, then i guess how does it you know going back on art and selling art and things like that you know it's obviously a wonderful feeling when your art gets sold you're like yes not only do i not have to take that home and find a place for it in my house like yeah. it actually it gets a new home it's right like, you know fostering a puppy and then seeing it live its life to its fullest um what is one piece that you were surprised has not sold yet oh that's a good question um you know I got two pieces that I'm I kind of was really surprised that haven't sold yet. But you know they're also super left field and super weird. They're okay. also on the, on the, they're a little bit on the darker side. Um, I the skittling was a really weird piece that I did, and I was I was hoping you know I'm, the same piece just weird enough for that piece. I figured mm -hmm. they'd really dig it, and it's a cool piece. I've got a lot of good feedback about it, but uh, yeah, it just really has. But you know that's got to be something that's really into candy and really into the shining. So I, I get that. But the other piece was uh, to look into your future. That's a weird. Um, mirrored piece I have it looks like okay. a crystal ball I, it's um it's on a large wood panel it's got someone looks like a uh, like a crystal ball um somebody's just some creature that's behind there trying to look at it and it's, it's just a wild piece but you can see a reflection in it where the it's a mirror where the crystal ball is okay cool it's definitely uh it's definitely a weird piece but it's also super kind of creepy you know and in a lot of ways so like in some ways I'm surprised it hasn't mm -hmm. sold because it's really kind of unique in that way but other ways like some people probably don't want that in their house because it's a little too creepy, yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can feel you. Um, but I'm sure once those, if those two you do get sold, it'll be a very good feeling. Oh, for sure, yeah. I'm not too stressed about it. Like, and, and it's one of those things, too. Like, it's not really a big rush to sell them. I know when the right person finds them, they're going to find it. But, like, I just when I made it, I'm like, oh, man, someone's going to be really, really into this. You know, and that's the case. Sometimes, like... You know, you make something, and like the biggest thing is when you make it, you put yourself into it. No matter what, if you sell it or not, that's great. You know, obviously the intent is to try and sell it. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, as long as you really enjoyed making it, that's really, really what matters. Honestly, yeah. you know, uh, it's all about the right person finding the right piece at the right time. Yeah. If you think about it too, like, you know, for like the Harry Potter fans out there, like you artists, like really are like kind of like just creating a ton of horror cruxes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but maybe like with a little bit more po like positive energy yeah, than yeah, what yeah. Voldemort was doing. I love that. Um, because you know, like it's very hard to not create these pieces and then not put a little bit of yourself into them. Right. Right. That someone really is taking home with them. Right. You know, you're like for art collectors, you are carrying a little bit of the pieces of these artists that you from right right and i think that's a big thing that connects a lot of art to people too like sometimes it might not even be the the, the most spectacular piece but if it's the right artist making it and they you could tell that they put themselves into that really that's all that really matters that'll really resonate and you get to kind of take some of that energy that artist has home and sometimes you'll even i don't know sometimes when i look at that piece i kind of feel some of the energy when i look at it at home still mm -hmm. too even though they're not there i kind of feel that energy so like i get i get that so that's a really good honestly a really good yeah. analysis or, or um symbolism of, of <laughs> a horcrux is, is really in the art i'm never gonna look at it the same way again how the big i think one of the biggest thing i hear from artists is that you guys really enjoy like creating the drawing the the painting the displaying 
but you have to rely on social media so much now. Uh, yes. Like, <laughs> Love-hate relationship, exactly. right? Exactly. So how has it been, like, navigating social media for you while also just, like, trying to be an artist? That's really tough. I mean, like, going into it this year, you know, I always thought it was just kind of one of those things you just had to, uh, you just had to kind of paint. If you want to be an artist, you just have to paint. But, like, it's definitely not the case these days. You have to be your own hype man. You know, you have to be your own social media presence. You have to be your own... Uh, tax person you know you do all this stuff you have we wear so many hats that i didn't wasn't aware about like networking i'd never networked in my life before mm-hmm. honestly like uh, i was very introverted this i think doing this whole art thing too is very take me very out of my shell like yeah. if you would ask me a year ago i'd be sitting down for a podcast probably not i'd be like yeah no honestly not <laughs> there's a lot of people honestly that like will be like no i don't know if i want to sit down and i'll just give them their space and then eventually i'd be like you know like hey like I think you'd be great on this podcast. And they end up they end up being the ones that people resonate so much with on the podcast. Like, they end up being, like, kind of, like, the really popular episodes because it's, like, the ones who think they can't do it, they end up being the most successful Right, because it is. And I think just people just resonate with, like, your guys' story so much. That's you know, awesome. people, Thank like, you. resonate with, like, the underdog who feels like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. Right. No, I get that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, who doesn't want to root for the underdog? Like, yeah. who doesn't see good things happen to somebody? You can see, obviously, he's trying really hard yeah. and, like, you know, catch him a break every once in a while. Yeah. Effort must be rewarded. You know? Yeah. Like, I feel like we reward laziness so much, and I'm like, but effort must be rewarded. Yeah, you know, so go back to the media thing. Like, it, I, I try and get on there. I try not to be on there more than I have to, but, like, you know, at the same time, that, that algorithm, right? You know, like... Ugh. And, it, and it's funny, like, I, sometimes I've had things where I went ahead and put, like, <laughs> almost, like, an hour or two hours into making one reel, and it's got, like, 76 reels, and it's like, you know what, like, if, if 76 people came up to you and told you, hey, that's really cool, you'd be happy, but, like, you know, yeah. on social media, you're like, that's, that's nothing, and your world's nothing. crumbling, and, it, and it's, you know, it, it's crap, but, like, uh, you know, and there's times where I went ahead and did something that was, like, eight seconds, and it got, like, like, I had the, uh, the reveal of the Sweet Tooth, the M&M piece, and, mm-hmm. and it got, like, 12,000 views, and that was awesome, and I was, like, I couldn't believe it, like, mm-hmm. and it was, like, I put, like, no effort into that, you know, it's, it's so, so it's, annoying. It's so, you know, it's, like, it's really, you know, they say there's a form, but there's not, so now I'm just kind of, like, you know, I'm just gonna put my stuff out there, and, like, I probably should be out there more than I am. I'm on Facebook a little bit here too, but honestly, I don't want to be on more social media platforms than I have to, like, because it's too much work. I don't, I don't feel like I really can. It, it's draining, and sometimes I, I feel like I'm spending too much time on there promoting myself when I should be working on focusing on the art part, yeah. and that's why the, where the structure part comes in too. Like, uh, I've been setting timers for myself. <laughs> I only spend so much time away, and like, so much I want to go back and respond to people. Sometimes I'm waiting a little bit, so please know if I don't respond right away, it's not personal. It's, it's I'm yeah. trying to really get the business. You know, because if I don't, I'll, I'll get off task. I know I am. Yeah. Um, if you had not gone this route and been an artist, like, would social media even be a thing in your life? Um, probably, probably not. Probably as much. Like, you know, when I was on on social media before I was looking at stuff like we rate dogs and like I was watching other creatives but just the things that made you feel good because I got off of Facebook a while ago actually that was the one good thing about being a, a, a manager at, at the restaurant is they said hey you can't be friends with any of your people on, on social media so Perfect. I, I you know what I got off of Facebook I just went ahead and got rid of my Facebook and it was great because I spent I got away from so much toxic behavior things that were going on from that was in 2020 so like I, I, I missed so much of the crap on there that I didn't yeah. have to hear to and I was too busy looking at dogs and looking at art and looking at like graffiti and cool stuff you know what I mean like things I was into looking at alligators you know so like uh, I, 
I'm glad. I don't think I'd be on social media very much, honestly. I'd be there just for the same stuff I was looking at before. Yeah, it's funny how I don't think a lot of artists would really be as heavily on social media as they are if they were not really doing the artist thing. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, like, unfortunately, you have to really utilize social media to kind of get what you want from your career as an artist. Yeah, you really, and, you know, at the, at the same time, though, it's nice that it's a free utility for artists because, you know what, here's the same thing. that It's it's telling them a double-edged sword for me because, I, like I said, you don't want to spend too much time on it. At the same time, there's people that I never would have ever seen my artwork had I not put it out there. Yeah. I have so much more uh, people looking at my stuff. They're interested in my stuff because of that. So it's a necessary evil uh, in, yeah. in, in a way, you know, so I'm glad to have it. You know, it's not costing me anything. And trying as an artist, you got to try and utilize whatever tools you can to make to make that money. And that's just how it goes. Yep, I think I Instagram especially I think right now is like the best tool yeah. for artists. Like Facebook, like to me Facebook is like middle school. Yeah. You know, it's just like just pure chaos and craziness and everyone's really mean to each other for no reason. Yeah, I, I see a lot of that and that's what bothers me and I'm just like and I don't want to get involved in that. Like I try to stay away from all that negativity. Like I can't absorb it. I'm an empath by nature, so like I can't absorb too much of it. Like, no. I like I don't watch the news, and maybe I should watch the news more too. But even that is too much. You know, I can't do the news anymore. It, it, it's, it's certain things I just absorb too much of it, and I know that about myself. So I just try to to protect myself and make sure I'm in a good mental state because that's what it's all about anymore. Making sure I'm good. Do and, you and, feel like your mental state really affects your artwork? Oh, for sure. Oh, there's days where I, if if my mental state isn't good, I'll be I'll be honest. My mental state isn't good. I can't create. I'll be I'll be almost in a dead zone it's like the battery hasn't been charged and oh, i hate wow. i hate that like yeah, i really hate that's not that a good feeling. no it's not it's like you know i'll be i'll be gung-ho about something and then like get around something negative really really super negative and i don't and it's not that i want it to happen but they'll definitely stifle anything i want to do i hate it interesting yeah and i know there's other people there's gotta be others that feel the same way about that there is and i've seen a lot of artists um like kind of like discuss like their struggles with mental health and how yeah. it really does like affect the work that they're able to do and it's just like it's it's just very interesting to me like we don't people really don't pay attention to the correlation between not being like productive or enjoying things and then struggling mentally yeah like they I, separate these two things yeah and i'm not afraid to say it. you know I, i've struggled with mental health my, my whole life and it's something but i have addressed it and it's something i, I took care of and um honestly i'm thankful that i did address it you know it's, it's a hard thing not everyone is able to do it and everyone has their own steps on taking care of it i just hope everyone at some point is able to try and do what they can to make that helps themselves if they need it you know if they don't that's great props to them that's great yeah but to, you know but in recognizing those signs it's not always easy to say yeah i'm having a problem but you got to recognize them or things can go sideways real real quick mm -hmm. and, the, and when you're true to yourself like that like, like we were talking about earlier things just kind of work out the way it's supposed to yes it's not forced. Everything just goes naturally, and it feels so much better. It just feels better. Oh, 100%. 100%. So then, I guess, like, with that like with that said, is, like, how can we as a community better support you as an artist? Hmm. Oh, that's that's a really good question. You know, um, there, there's a lot of good – there's a lot of programs out there that are uh, – okay, well, there's, there's a lot of people out there in the community that are really supportive. I, I think – Definitely, we rely on each other as artists for support. You know, um, that's a huge thing. How could we get better support for artists? It'd be nice if just more local businesses, I think, would take interest in trying to get more artists locally involved. I, I think there's a lot of great places. Um, I know, like like Maria Swire, she does a really good job about getting yes. get, getting help helping get art into local businesses. Same thing with Luke I mentioned earlier, Luke Heath. Um, getting art into a lot of local businesses, I think that would really help. Honestly, like. 
people like that, that that bust their ass to try and get with these businesses and get our art out there and let us uh, display in there. And if they want to commission, that's cool. But a lot of times they don't even want to commission, um, which is really cool. I think that's a huge thing. Getting artists involved in doing more murals, um, things like that would be a really big support, I think, in yeah. the artist community. And, you know, th- like, you know, as much as I think it's great that, you know, they're bringing uh, in really good art, I, from what I understand, too, sometimes they bring in outside artists to go ahead and bring some some of the art. Yeah. And, and no, no, nothing wrong with that, too. But, like, there's plenty of really, really good there's local so artists. There's so many local artists. You know I, I mean? just don't even know why you need to look outside of. Right. And it's no shade against anyone else. You know, that's great. You know, and, like, I enjoy seeing their art as well. But at the same time, when we have such a plethora of artists here that are hungry, for and I want to do it and like honestly doing that one mural for that one artist could be groundbreaking for them and like so many people that haven't seen their art like wow who is this person I have to talk to them you know what I mean and that could be a huge huge thing and like I think that'd be uh, that would be probably my best answer for how could we support artists better more more business involvement Um, I know that we have great organizations like Creative Pinellas that are out there Mm -hmm. doing you know grants for emerging artists stuff like that beyond that I'm still learning a lot about all those, all those resources and that's something too like a lot of artists don't know about how to find those resources like and when you do find them it's still really confusing to try to figure out how those services can in a sense utilize how they can be utilized I yeah. know actually that's like a really good podcast idea is honestly to talk to these people and just be like look like give these people a rundown on how to best utilize your services because yeah. there's a lot of artists who want to utilize your services but they don't understand how they don't right it's, it's complicated to them yeah you know and so until i went ahead and recently applied for um for one of those grants i'd never heard of a cv statement or which is a creative vision statement like yeah. i was like what's that yeah <laughs> i felt so out of my element i was like oh i'm ready to do this i got art i got portfolio i got no no i need this and this and this yeah, so and i really still, didn't know you still don't know um going back to businesses though is like kawa it's a local co- coffee shop they display local artists every month to switch out. Oh, right and on. And that's all the Kawas. So, you know, for artists who are looking for places to display, you know, that's Kawas another great place. That's cool. I didn't um, even know about that. Yeah, yeah, and you just have to go in and, like, um, you know, like, I know for, like, my Kawa, because, like, I, work, I do work there part-time, you just have to talk to our assistant manager, and, um, and she'll get you all set up, and when it's your time to go, you know, you just come in there, you got a month, and you get to keep whatever someone... They don't ask for anything. You're just welcome to a place to display. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm down for that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Good places to do stuff like that. And then there's multiple locations. So they do that at all the locations. All the locations, yeah, switch out every month. Even better. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you can just pick the one that's that's closest to you. That's cool. I'm looking um, at that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's great for the business, too. Like, I, you know, people, um, one thing I would like to think about, though, is, like, for businesses who do display artists, how are you, in a sense, going to, in a sense, turn that into money for the artist? Because it's just, like, yes, you can display, and that's great, but also, like, how are you going to get that stuff sold? Uh, yes, that's a good question, too. I know, like, anytime I have art someplace, I definitely market it myself, and then we go back to social media. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, like, it's, it's back to marketing yourself on that, too. And, like, you know, I, I don't necessarily put that on any of the businesses like you have them go way out of their way they're already giving us a space to go ahead and uh, yeah and i guess you got a good point there yeah you know like if, if they do hey that's great you know at the same time i don't expect them to because i feel like they're already extending extending a, a gratitude by you know being, being gracious let us hang stuff on the wall so it's like you know i really don't that doesn't really bother me maybe some people yeah but like for me i don't i'm just happy to have some stuff You're out happy there to have on some it. stuff up there yeah honestly yeah. like it's super cool again like I, it's so really so surreal how embracing the whole community is here like i don't i don't think if i would have tried doing it anywhere else besides st pete 
I don't know if it necessarily worked. Now, like I said, my first sermon was in Tampa, but like once I got involved, you know, who, big big game changer. Um, I met Mark Williams, uh, who, who works out of Five Days Gallery. I met him yes. over at House of Shadows, and he was one of the people. He really took me under his wing, and brought. He said, "Listen, you need to talk to people over at Five Deuces. Come over here. Come and like Five Deuces is great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're amazing. And like since then, like uh, it's it's really kind of steamrolled from there. But meeting people like that is a huge huge difference too. You know what I mean? Yes. Like uh, so definitely meeting the right people just you know getting into that being in the right place at the right time yeah the right people yeah. yeah i think to from my understanding too like saint pete is really really very open to the artists and to give them a lot of leeway to do things to my knowledge tampa it's a little harder to get things done in tampa yeah you know, it's like there's just a little bit more loopholes that you have to jump through so and i i mean i i live down in this end of king so i don't know how true that is but um i think if Tampa loosened up just a little bit, I think it could really blossom like St. Pete. I think it's starting to get there. I think I think they're kind of I think it's starting to kind of branch out. I've noticed a lot more St. Pete artists kind of showing over in Tampa more yep. and more. I think I feel like um, our, a lot of our people were feeling the presence here in the St. Pete scene and seeing the art, and it's kind of spreading out. And, and Tampa blowing up the way it is, like um, it'd be silly not to have some of that art spread over there. There's, there's a lot of rad artists over there in Tampa oh, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but like having having that blend, you know what I mean? The bays together, the mm-hmm. whole Bay Area working together to kind of like take it over. Like, well, it's a 30 minute trip. Right, like, right. You know, from most places, it's a 20, 30 minute trip. Right. And Tampa and St. Pete like really did kind of like separate themselves. Yeah. You know, and like I remember like being a kid and like people ask my parents, "Oh, where are you guys?" And they would say Tampa Bay. They right. wouldn't really say, oh, St. Pete. Now yeah. you tell, oh, I'm from St. Pete. Yeah, yeah. I would tell people Tampa, too, because, like, I would tell people Clearwater before. They'd be like, what? Like, just tell them Tampa. That was the easiest thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I and mean, that was when I first moved here. Like, yeah, they didn't know where the hell that was. <laughs> so now, and, like, I'm in Largo now, so I'm kind of, like, right in the middle. I'm, like, 30 minutes to Tampa, 30 minutes to, to St. Pete. Yeah. So I'm kind of right in the middle, which is great. But, like, I, definitely, if we can go ahead and start having more of a force in, in Tampa, too, that'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah, just, like, unify them. Like, I like to yeah. say we're estranged sisters right now <laughs> that's a good yeah 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 you know we're sisters that don't talk to each other <laughs> i should do like a whole like very silly story on that oh they've been beefing over a man sisters. yeah they're beefing over a man yeah beefing over walls <laughs> you know beefing over walls here oh shit <laughs> so then do you have any projects that you were going to be seeing here maybe soon that you're yeah. excited about oh yeah so i've got a couple thankfully yeah okay. so um i'm working on another logo for another lo- local business i'm nice. working on that so that might uh, inter- that might um develop into something a little bit more maybe even a little bit of mural work so you might okay. see you might see me on central here in a little bit a little tiny Yay. something a little smidgen uh i'm also going to be showing um i have some art over five deuces already right now for the month um I'm going to have some art at Art Purgatory coming up, uh, Closer okay. Creative, on the 22nd. So that's okay. put together by um, Zachary Knight Studios and Sheba Queen of the Night Entertainment. And it's going to be a lot of art, uh, dark art and burlesque and erotic art okay. over Closer over close Creative on the 22nd. And then um, tonight I'm doing a benefit. We're doing a little bit of hurricane relief. Brass type threw together a um, okay. uh, uh, hurricane relief party over at, uh, at Dharma Lounge. So we're going to be doing some uh, relief there tonight. But I am working on um, a small series of... Uh, probably seen some snippets here and there i'm doing more alligators of course but nice. I'm, I'm recreating alligators into uh into old paintings like i did the the murky lisa was a big hit so okay. i started doing the american gothic and i'm doing uh currently uh the gator with the pearl earring okay so i'm, okay. I'm, I'm doing a whole series of uh of reimagined uh old school paintings with alligators in them so i'm Very doing nice. that uh, 
the one the biggest painting I've ever done though I'm actually getting ready to do uh, finish up a live painting over at uh, Close to Creative for the Friday night too. Yes, like she did tell me that you yeah, were doing a yeah, live yeah, painting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so Stephanie she asked me to go ahead and live paint over there. So I've been working on this big piece and it's a really strange mashup. It's a uh, it's Stranger Things meets Bambi. So it's 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 a Bambi Gorgon. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's really wild. So I'm I'm trying to go ahead and get it pretty much finished up to where uh, I'm just gonna be doing the finishing details on it that night that and you know night, where yeah. they can see the finished piece and the only thing I'll have to do is just varnish it, you know, as hopefully we can sell it that night. But it's it's three foot by three foot. For me, that's the biggest piece I've ever done. So okay. I'm excited about doing that. No, that's that's because I love Bambi. Yeah. I just like that was like my favorite movie growing up, but it's also like the most Movie. Yeah, kind of. Bam, yeah, Bambi, and it's that iconic, you know, from the old v, old school VHS where you yes. see Bambi looking at the butterfly on the butt. But it's it's got the face of a demogorgon. So. Oh my god, I love that <laughs> so much. I, I, I think I'm calling it a very strange things. There's, oh, I love that. Like honestly, no lie. Like I'll see like some of your guys's pieces. I'm like, oh, I'll put that on a fucking shirt, bro. Because <laughs> like I think I was talking to Stephanie about it, and I was like, you know, like. I, I love collecting art, but I only have so much wall space, and I can't take it with me. Yeah. And I think for me, as, like, a collector, like, I like to be carrying y'all shit with me. Yeah. Like, I like it in stickers, patches, keychains. Like, you can put it on shirts. I want to be wearing it. Yeah. Like, I like to be able to, like, rock it and have it with me. And then people are like, oh, that's super dope. Like, what is that? And I'm like, local artists. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I love that shit. Like, we're about to go out of town, and I'm thinking to myself, taking all of my, like, local artist peeps out with me. Like, we're going to represent. That's you know? right. We're going to yeah. let Orlando know what's up. We're going to let Atlanta know what's up. I like, love that. St. Pete's in the house. Yeah, I love that. I'm a stickerhead myself. I, like, I put stickers everywhere. Like, uh, I, I have my fridge. I put local stick local artist stickers on there. I call it Ice Cold Galleria. So I'll put I put everyone's stickers up on my fridge, and I, I take pictures of it. I'm like... Because this fridge has been around forever. It's probably going to last another 10 years. And when it, when it goes, I'll start another Galleria. But, like, I mean, I put my I put local stickers on, on everyone, all my stuff, but definitely my fridge. So Ice Cold Galleria is where it's at. But, yeah, stickers are so cool. They're mini art. Like, I, yes. I know you you and a couple other people talked about it. Like, Megan talked about it. I frame some stickers, but I don't want to put it on something, but I really want to save it. That's such a great idea. I frame like, them. I'm going to have to steal that one of these days. But, like, I like to put them on, like, laptop. Yeah, like, your, your laptop is awesome. You yeah. know, like, I'm, like, honestly, to tell you the truth, sorry, Mom. But when I took this to the house one time, because, like, I have a few of them on here that are obviously not very but, appropriate. But the doesn't matter like the art it does the art is awesome though so like the art is amazing but like my poor mother she's probably like stop hey do you take that in public and <laughs> well, i'm gonna yeah, be like yeah, yeah mom i do yeah, like i'm representing mom this yeah. is my shit this is what like, this was all about me you yeah should, you know you should not see some of my like um courtney dodson she does like these like banana penises yeah 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 yeah. i love them so much yeah yeah but i had them on my phone case and i met um cody's brother for the first time and i was like oh my god i have like a banana penis on my phone case <laughs> they never said anything about it like no. whether they thought anything about it or not they just like they just didn't say anything and i was like thank god I, I love it people at universal that day were probably just like uh, this girl's phone case. Yeah, I, I, I love doing that. I started making stickers. I've been trying to get into like the pin game a little bit, but I heard you talk about patches too. And it's funny you said that uh. because I want to get into patches. I'm trying to figure out, I'm doing a little research on how to um, digitize files to go ahead and get uh, embroidery done because I want to do a couple pieces as Give patches. Give me the Bambi Demogorgon. Yeah. I will pay hard money for okay. that. Okay. I will look at my boss and be like, I need to work seven days a week. <laughs> I need that. You know, that's funny because that's originally what that idea was, was like it was a sticker. I had that on the back burner for a while. I'm, I'm, if this, I make a list of things and it's like if I don't come to it now and if I have it, I have, I have dumb ideas all the time. So I write it down because I used to forget yeah. all the time. And now I write them down. And that's something I had on the back burner for a while. I was like, you know what, let's go and do this. And 
Uh, yeah, I definitely. Because like I have a jean jacket, and I, I really need to actually like start it and like start creating that. But like, yeah, like you know, I I know patches are really hard for artists to do. I have talked to them about that, and but like if they do them, and I'm like, I will buy them. Yeah, I'm looking at a couple places. I've seen some places that do good work. I've seen some places that do semi good work. And you know, it's all about how much you're willing to spend. I, I'm definitely gonna try and. First step, obviously, get the file digitized. Try one, get one that kind of go as a test. And I'm gonna get a couple of samples done from different mm -hmm. places to find out who's the best. But yeah, I would love to make some patches. I've been thinking the same thing. A yeah. jean jacket, like that'd be really just, rad. Yeah, no, like I, I do want it to be covered, and then I can just get another jean jacket, and I can just switch them all out. Yeah, right. Like, Why not? I, I am down with that. I think that's such a cool idea, and like I, I get it. If 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 cost was an issue, I'm sure there'd probably be a lot more artists doing oh, it. Yeah. Honestly, I, I imagine like it's just. I guess like too is like how hard is it for you guys to really like get merch because like that's you know everyone wants artist merch these right. days but i don't think any i i think like on the consumers end we sometimes forget how hard it is for you guys to get that merch. um it could definitely be tough i mean i had to do a lot of research um to try and make the stuff i have i i usually i look for sales that's a mm -hmm. huge thing but i'm always looking for sales my whole life yeah. but like look, looking for the right price too you got to really break it down like you know how much are you spending to get it for like let's say Let's just say for sticker. Let's say you you get um, fifty stickers for twenty nine dollars. You're looking. It's like what sixty cents a sticker or something yeah. like that. So if you're selling them for three dollars a piece, you know you're making X amount. You know you're making X amount of dollars after shipping or whatever. So you have to really think about what you're making. Some products are just really unrealistic too. Like I've seen some stuff that I'm like, oh, this would look really cool, and I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna sell somebody a coffee mug for twenty five dollars. Who, yeah. who who wants to? I mean. Don't run, it's gonna be cool, but like, who's got 25 bucks for a coffee mug? You know what I mean? I want to have my stuff out there, but I want it to be affordable for people too. Exactly. I don't want to just like, hey, I don't want, I don't want to take advantage of anyone. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm the crazy like my like my a lot of mentality with money, and I, I probably should really rein in this mentality is like I work really hard for the money that I have. Right. So if I see something that I like and I and I really want it, I'm gonna I'm just gonna if I have it, I'm gonna spend it. Right. You know, like for me, sometimes like money like isn't the problem if i really want something i'll figure out the money yeah yeah it's not the best mentality to have though these um, days i get it but at the same time though like you get one life and you need, you got to have some little some little joys yeah, right exactly like what's gonna happen with it when i die like yeah. like honestly like the bank just like if you don't find a way to disperse that money the bank's just gonna take that yeah yeah no no why doubt. would i want the, why would i want the banks to have it yeah definitely screw don't screw the banks <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, like, screw those banks. Like, I should probably think about that. Like, you know. It's funny how the older you get, you, like, you really start to think of stuff like that. Like. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like 20 years ago, I wouldn't have thought of anything like that. And it's like, it's really weird, too. Like, for me, I just turned 45 this year. And, like, it's really wild to me that, like, I'm this old and I'm, maybe not that old, but, like, that's a lot older to be jumping in the game, honestly. It's like that, honestly. Yeah. And start doing it but I've had a lot of really you know like I said all the support in St. Pete if I wasn't if I wasn't doing it in St. Pete right now it probably wouldn't be happening like that but again the whole community is awesome out yeah. here so I guess that's like an interesting question too is like you know you obviously you're creating a lot you do have a collection of works um you know like I guess like what would happen like when you eventually pass from this earth and hopefully it's many many years from now what would you want to be done with that collection of works that you have that you left behind? Oh, yeah. Wow, that's a really good question. I haven't thought about that. Um, I guess the biggest thing is just anything that I had left over, I'd want it to go to somebody who really appreciated it. Well, I don't want it to just be just hanging someplace where it's not going to be seen and really enjoyed, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, hopefully, whatever pieces were left, um, you know, I'm sure my wife would be involved. She, yeah. she, she would make sure that 
if there's any piece she knew someone really resonated with, they yeah. would they would be get a, a lot I of those pieces. I met your wife briefly too. She don't play around. Like <laughs> you know, I I wouldn't have no doubt that she'd make sure they go to good places. Oh, she's serious. It's funny. She she <laughs> she she's definitely a character. I love her. She she's so Minnesotan. But she's like when I first met her. I, she was such a character. I, uh, she reminded me of something from a movie, and I think that's one of the things that drew me from her. She was so unique. But, like, she might have that Minnesota nice, but, yeah, don't play with her, she'll... Yeah. <laughs> don't play with her, like, you better take good damn care of this, or I'm going to haunt you. Oh, that's funny. You know, yeah, I, I, that's, like, I guess it is very interesting to think about. It's, like, when you pass, you leave a lot of stuff behind, and, you know, for artists, you have these, these stunning pieces of works that probably didn't sell or no one ever got to see. What, what, what do you do with those? Like, how do you, how do you contend with that? I wonder if that's, like, a thought that, like, you guys have really thought about. No, uh, I honestly that's something that really hasn't thought about. I think I've been so caught up in just enjoying what's what seems like a dream right now uh, yeah. to really think about too much. I mean, I'm trying to think forward thinking, but not. I haven't thought you that forward. I haven't thought forward. that forward. Yeah, but although like, I should though, like yeah. honestly, I, re I really should. And like, nah, that's a good question that I'm gonna have to really think about now. Yeah. I'm, and you know, it's something that down. no one wants to think about. You don't want to think about you like that. Your your death one day. Yeah, like. I mean, you know, it's some people, yeah or coolly cool with it it's not for everyone to be able to yeah. openly discuss it it gets too crazy for him but um no it's something we should be prepared for you know you don't want to leave anyone hanging the ball either that holding the ball that sucks yeah i've seen that happen to people get side and get railroaded on the side and like that's not cool either yeah it, i mean it happened to my mom yeah you know, like yeah and then we were just kind of like oh man like well, what are we going to do with a lot of this stuff and it's unfortunate and you're already trying to go be in the grieving process and then you yeah. have to try and figure that out like yeah yeah. So you know what? Now, <laughs> now that you say that, I'm definitely gonna might, be thinking about that. Might have to make a plan, guys. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> like, and then you think of it like old poets, or like what was it, uh, Van Gogh? Like, he was way more popular after his death than he was when he was alive. You yeah, know, that's so such a weird thing to think about. That is a weird thing, and that's why I, I, when I hear the, the term, you know, support living artists, I'm like, yeah, I'm for it. Like, I'm all about that. It's great that Van Gogh, and he, he's awesome. Don't worry, I love his work. But that's really crappy that he got. He really had a shit life, honestly. Like, I know. and like we, you know, we go ahead and enjoy so much of his work, which is great, and it should be celebrated. It's good. It's just unfortunate he didn't get to go ahead and see any of that. So, like, that's yeah. part of the reason why I'm so thankful to be a part of what I'm seeing now and like mm -hmm. getting to see people connect with my art now because I don't think he got to see any of that. I don't think yeah. a lot of those artists don't get to see someone really enjoying their work, honestly. I, I guess too is like, yeah, he did live such like a hard life, and then he cared so much about his art, and then to pass away feeling like no one cared about you pouring your soul into everything yeah yeah and then you like you pass and i mean yeah we cared about you afterwards but why couldn't we care about you then yeah i just i like i hope that like whatever like I'm, i have no idea what's out there but i feel that there's some supernatural things out there and i just hope that maybe he gets to see and that people enjoy his stuff and some yeah. maybe that gives his his soul some rest and ease yeah. at some point because he seems seem like he had a pretty tortured life when yeah. i understand have you ever seen doctor who uh oh, i've only seen bits and pieces my wife's got me turning on to doctor who a little bit i'll be trying to look into the new the rebooted version of it yes there there was a scene that i've seen floating around where they actually do explore like that like that whole aspect of van gogh and coming back and seeing how people care about his art now I won't spoil it too much, but they actually do talk about that That's on wild. Doctor Who. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, you have to go look it up. Good, good for Doctor Who, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Doctor Who was about that life. That's great. So I guess, and then, this might be a little bit morbid, but speaking on, on death and art and stuff, I, I do like to ask this question from the artist. If you had to create one last painting, and it doesn't necessarily have to be you dying, but it could be you retiring or something like that, who would receive that last 
work? Mm. Well, that's a good question. That's a really good question. You know, um, you know, I, I, there'd be th three people I'd probably have to think about. Either, um, you know, because I know, I know my mom, she, she's, she's, uh, you know, ahead of me, so she'll probably pass before me. Um, probably, if not my wife or my sister, my niece Claire, because my niece Claire, I love that my sister is like supporting her being an artist like she lets her go ham which is funny because my grandma she would never there were certain things she would never let me touch like I never got to, wasn't allowed to mess with a lot of those things growing up because she was afraid that I'd make a mess everywhere you know because some art is messy my niece you know she gets hands on she's messes with everything from resin to, to clay to paints she gets in all of it she's super creative my sister lets her do whatever and like it's a little chaotic at the same time she's getting to go and really explore and create yeah. so like I think my niece would probably be one of the piece, people to go ahead and get my my last painting because she does appreciate art and like I keep telling her. Um, actually, I gave her my old piece of digital drawing equipment to let her try and mess okay. with because I didn't mess with digital until December of last year, and like I feel like if I would have had a chance to step into that sooner, I probably would have really yes. it would up my game a lot. So I, I gave her my old set so that way she could go ahead and kind of dabble into that and maybe up her game. She it might not be for her right now, but at the same time. She'll have the tools she needs when she wants to dabble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really, it's really kind of cool. Also, probably her for sure. Aww. Yeah. Little nieces and nephews. I love yeah, it. yeah. My sister had all the kids because I don't have any kids. I'm a big kid. I, I decide I'm, I'm, I'm not responsible enough for that. I forget to feed the fish sometimes. So like, <laughs> I, sh I shouldn't have kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've always said if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Right, and right. My, my life is still fulfilled that's awesome man. that's the yeah. way to go like it you, regardless you as long as you're you're doing your thing and you're yeah. you know, that's what counts like I've, you know what my sister will definitely have kids yeah so worst comes to worst i'll live through her <laughs> you know um, or she'll live through me until she has them whatever happens thank you so much for sitting down and talking to us i love talking with our local artists and hearing you. your guys's stories and what you guys you know need from us oh. and you know we're always we're always in your guys's corner thank you and i, I appreciate it before before i almost forgot uh in may i'm gonna have my first uh dual show me me and wendy costa we're gonna do it yes. it's gonna be it's gonna be a show we're doing uh it's gonna be at the, the studio public house we're gonna go ahead and do a, a show there about like food inspired art it's gonna be okay. kind of so you know kind of more stuff yeah, like the bananas it, yeah 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 so I, I almost totally totally spaced i'm sorry i was totally wrapped up in everything no, i was like you know perfect. what i need to sure i tell you about that because i'm really excited about that so next month i'm kind of taking the month off to kind of just chill reorganize and work on my series but like i'm also gearing up going into next year for a lot of different things coming up so i'm nice. I'm, I'm excited and like i said super thankful about how much you all have embraced me yeah. as an artist so thank well, you of course we'll send us that stuff your way and we'll, we'll help drive people towards that yeah yeah thank you very much i appreciate that of course thank you thanks for listening saint pete Please subscribe to our podcast so you can catch all the fun conversations we will have with our local artists and business owners. For some fun behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at Good Morning St. Pete. We hope you all have a sunny day and a wonderful day.